The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. Sirius XM Channel 159. George Kurtz with us for a couple of more moments. Rick Saratella will step up and in. I see Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are playing golf against um, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I'm sick of Mahomes and Kelsey on every damn show and everywhere. They pop up everywhere. It's like, um, you know, Saturday Night Live and this and that. And, hey, look, it's uh, the Kentucky Derby. It's Patrick Mahomes. But, hey, if you don't like it, beat him. You know what I mean? If the Bills won, I'd like Josh Allen to be there, but they don't. (laughs) The Bills are like the Maple Leafs or the Edmonton Oilers. Um, They hit a wall in the postseason. So, uh, George, I'm looking forward to the NFL schedule release just so I I can make plans for the season and take a look and see maybe what games I'll go to and uh, what the big games are and all that. I do look forward uh, to this uh, release, Uh, but we've got baseball going on uh, right now. Let's take a look at the overnight card. And we talked about the Yankees being big favorites. Um, The Blue Jays. Blue Jays got back on track after... um, after they got beat up by Boston, they went into Pittsburgh and swept uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now the Toronto Blue Jays continue on into Philadelphia. Manoa's on the hill here as an underdog against Nola. Manoa hasn't been great this year, George, and I think he talks too much. I know he talks too much. We talked about his conditioning the other night. I had a guest on last night. We were talking about it. It was, it was a good uh, point that with the pitch clock, some of the pitchers, George, that quite frankly aren't in the best shape are having a problem with it, bro. Manoa's a big dude. Yeah, I agree dude. on all points there. Yeah, I agree with he's you. a big dude, George. Manoa. A lot of huffing and puffing, and he needs time to take a breath and all that. He doesn't have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and Manoa was one of my picks of Cy Young. You know, I thought he would have that, that kind of year there. So a little disappointing there. Uh, he's not playing. But that's one of your marquee pickups tomorrow, right? Manoa versus Nola. You also got Valdez versus Otani later on that night. What do you think of the Blue Jay game? Probably going to leave it alone because I don't trust Manoa. I don't really trust Nola either, by the way. If anything, I lead towards the over here at eight and a half, but I want to see if Guerrero gets some of the lineup first as he's uh, banged up a little bit here. Right now, I don't really have any great plays here. Uh, the over is probably where I'd lie, and maybe a uh, player or two to get over a base and a half. Tampa just keep winning, George. They beat Baltimore again. <laughs> and I think they win tomorrow, too. No, Eflin, Eflin's a good pitcher, man. He's that's not a bad guy. And Grayson Rodriguez still learning the ropes a little bit. Uh, I think he'll pitch okay, solid, but I think Tampa wins the game. Uh, so I think Eflin will do just fine. Yeah, Otani goes uh, tomorrow. ESPN did an article today in which they spoke to pretty much everyone. Like they spoke to GMs and everyone about how much how much Otani's going to get, and they all were like basically sixty million. That was sort of, but it was funny because they all said, wow, $500 million contract. He's getting more, George. Don't think the Mets won't come in with 700 or something. Um, he sells tickets. He plays two positions. I know they're going to try to lowball him, and you're always in a unique situation when, when you're looking for that much money because there's only a few teams. But the consensus was around baseball that the Dodgers are the clear front runner. Agreed. I don't know how or why they think that. I'm a Dodger fan, but 
there were a couple of things that they said, yeah, we've heard that he wants to be a Dodger type thing. Hang in here, George. The late night anger management class, the quickest hundred eight minutes in sports talk radio. We got a couple more minutes here with Kurtz, uh, just like two minutes. Let me ask you, Kurtz. Will the Yankees be in the mix for Otani? Are the Yankees going to put a, a deal on the table, do you think, for Otani? I think they will, but they won't get him. Everything we hear is that Otani doesn't want to play out on the East Coast. He wants to play as close to home as possible, which is the West Coast. I think it's the Dodgers as well. I think that's why the Dodgers uh, didn't spend go bananas this offseason, let some of their guys go here because they want to make a big play for him. Because you just said it. It doesn't matter what you pay him. He's going to make that money back for you. He's going to make it back. I think the bidding, by the way, starts pretty much at – 550, 575, and we go up from there. I think he's going to get at least 600, if not 600, 650. He'll make all that money back. Yeah, television, Japanese stuff, George, Japanese endorsements, deals with companies in Japan, right? Like uh, the Angels have done a pretty good job with it, but some of these other teams could take it to a new level. They'll do better. They'll do better. So, I don't rule out Seattle, by the way, to be no, that new Japanese play to replace Ichiro. Exactly. Neither would I. And it has a big Japanese population, Asian population. He'd feel comfortable. The word was basically exactly that the everyone expects the Mets to go hardcore, but that he doesn't want to play on the East Coast. The Dodgers are the front runners. Seattle Mariners are being taken seriously in this. And another team, it's not West Coast, but baseball executives Texas? said they're not going to don't they're going to go all in on this the Texas Rangers George yeah, Texas. <laughs> that would make some sense although I don't know you know they will big splash after DeGrom they're going to tell him you want to make 750 million tax-free dollars show a <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, that would be interesting like I said I, and I if, if you're Otani you look at the lineup you'd be like yeah they have a lot of good players here you know what I mean I think but he he'd say, you guys have never won either. I think he's going to go with the Dodgers. Right. That's the key there. If he wants to go to a team yeah. that wins, I think he's tired of losing with the Angels. Dodgers, they may not win the World Series, but they always get there. Right? They always get to the playoffs. And he knows he'll be there. So I think I think he's, listen, I think he's going to the Dodgers. He's surprised. He doesn't even have to move. Right? That's what I think Dodgers. Could, no, no. Yeah, I, I, said, I said the same thing. He could live in the same house. Literally. He wouldn't have to move. Most of the Dodgers, I heard like half the Dodgers live in Orange County anyways. George, great stuff as always. Thanks for the time. Stay good. Have a great week, everybody. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. Rick Saratella joins us next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. This is Fortridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. You think because the NFL draft is done, the Rick Saratella is done? You thought wrong. We're getting biblical. Rick's watching everything. USFL, XFL, CFL draft. 
Um, if there's um, if there's laces on it, Rick is covering it. Although I gotta wonder when the NHL draft Bible uh, is coming. You'd have to, you know, what you'd have to really um, learn how to speak like Finnish and Swedish and Russian. It's the one thing about the NFL draft. Everybody speaks English. Not the same with the NHL. Rick Saratella. NFL draft Bible. Rick, always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? Okay, so Marinci speaks at all. He's so versatile. But, yeah, you're mailing it down. I'm icing it up. A little uh, uh, late-night chop-up in the chop-chop, baby. Hey, listen. I tell you what. FanDuel, FanDuel is not playing around. NFL draft odds. They're already up. Or at least who's going to be the number one pick. And it's not surprising, but USC Trojan quarterback Caleb Williams is minus 340. The field is plus 210. So we need to wait, essentially, what, uh, you know, we need to wait about 50 weeks <laughs> to get paid <laughs> for this bet if we do it right now. But the field is plus 210. Hey, a lot of things can happen between now and then, right, Rick? But are you buying in that Caleb Williams was way better than Bryce Young? Is Caleb Williams way better than C.J. Stroud? Mm-hmm. Or is it the system that he plays in? Because I'm hearing comparisons of he's the new Patrick Mahomes. There's only one Patrick Mahomes, and his name is Patrick Mahomes. Well, first of all, Gabe, I want to say it's good to see the draft being relevant year-round because you're right. It used to be like you had to wait until like two weeks up into the draft to get some draft odds. But now it's basically like you're saying, hey, here we are in May, and you can wager on the NFL draft. That's great to see. Uh, I saw the ratings were through the roof, which is awesome. And we'll see how the attendance, the attendance not so great in Kansas City. I'll, I'll be curious to see what it is in Michigan, but Nashville. Hey, listen, uh, we said it last year, and it's no offense to the rest of the country. Just put everything in L.A. or Las Vegas, Rick, but go <laughs> on. <laughs> no, that, that's, I think Nashville is the standard. Oh, Nashville's going to be off the hook in a couple of years. Yeah, that's going to be off the hook. I'm here in Minnesota, actually. So I think it's uh, – I think they're doing Detroit. It's not official yet, but I think they're going to Minnesota yeah. after Detroit. Yeah, well, so to answer your point, Caleb Williams, you know, listen, I think the next great quarterback's always going to be overhyped. So what you see with Caleb Williams is a uh, quote-unquote genius offensive coordinator in Lincoln Riley that's going to put him in a situation to execute an offense like you saw with the Kyler Murray, like you saw with the Jalen Hurts, like you saw with the Baker Mayfield. So the stats are going to be there. The production is going to be there. Heck, the Heisman Trophy is already there. Now, you talk about athleticism, throwing on the run, rolling out, dipping the arm angles is where you're starting to see now – like Dorian Thompson Robinson is a good example because it, I coached him in middle school. He's now in the pros, but you could see the Patrick Mahomes influence then on him dipping the arm angles. I'm saying, where's that coming from? Patrick Mahomes. Now you're seeing it now evolve where all these quarterbacks are dipping the arm angles and Caleb Williams does it in a similar manner and a very mimicking fashion <laughs> as a Patrick Mahomes. And hence you have the comparison. He does look like him. He does play like him. I understand the style, but it's one thing to play that way in college. It's another thing to be because Patrick Mahomes has the improvisation skills, right? That stuff came from sort of, hey, you know what? I'm going to throw it sidearm. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to sort of pitch it. You know, it sort of came naturally. I don't think you can copy it. Listen, I like Caleb Williams a lot. I like him. But it's funny because people criticize Bryce Young if he's going to be able to stay healthy. Well, you know who didn't stay healthy at USC? Caleb Williams. Well, no, I mean, that's a valid point. That's one of the things he has to prove this year, you know. And yeah, it, it is, don't you think, to get through this season? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I mean, listen, Caleb Williams is going to be a uh, – it, it, it's his ball to drop. He'll All be right, – So wh- how much do you like Drake May? Like, you know, I mean, like different style of quarterbacks here. Who do you prefer? Do you like Drake May? Because Drake May is going to be pretty much the consensus second quarterback on the board right now. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, it's what's funny is I've done a lot of work. Oh, yeah, Michael Penix, actually. I was, I was thinking, man, when he said, oh, we'll see. I'm thinking, oh, he's going to say, I know you're big on Penix. We'll get yeah, to Penix, too. What's funny is, so, I, I, you know, I've been uh, honored enough, I guess, to do the Lindy's Magazine, and I do a lot of these top 25 things. And so I kind of look around and say, you know, who – I look around these polls and, and, you know, North Carolina, 
Like, nobody has him finishing inside the top 20. Yet here we are. Drake May is going to be this top pick, or he's going to be this Heisman Trophy candidate. It's kind of like buyer be, be, beware with Will Levis. We talked about it. Like he was so good, he got his yeah. offensive coordinator fired. And I mean, you know, it's like, hey, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. You know, I don't see like North Carolina's got to win some football games to be great. Shooter Sanders, I think, in Colorado has a chance to really elevate himself if he can mimic what he did at the HBCU level. Now he's on the primetime stage, pun intended. But I think Colorado could come out like gangbusters. They're going to try to be making a statement. I know they have a big week one matchup. Uh, Shooter Sanders, I think, has a chance to elevate. I like Penix from Washington. How about Quinn Ewers? You know, listen, I think Arch Manning coming to Texas is one of the best things that could happen to Quinn Ewers. And I thought Texas, I think Texas is a dark horse college football playoff team if Ewers stays healthy reaches his potential and Arch Manning will be over his shoulders. So I think it pushes Ewers to be uh, a really, really catapulting kind of figure. There's some fun college quarterbacks uh, this year, including Michael Penix. And I'll tell you what, of course, he was the Indiana quarterback. He went to Washington. The Huskies had struggled for a couple of years. They started to put it together once again. And some polls, Rick, have the Washington Huskies. You're talking about winning football games, being in high-profile football games. And I'll tell you what, the Washington Huskies are a top-five football team coming into the year. Some polls have them ranked fourth. Some polls have them ranked fifth. In other words, they're a consensus top-five football team. You know the Huskies can bring it on D, bro. And now Michael Penix in this offense coming back, high expectations for Penix. And a lot of NFL people think he's an NFL-style quarterback. Oh, yeah, I believe in Michael Penix, and I'm shocked. I'm shocked in disbelief, the lack of love and awareness around the scouting community for Michael Penix. So I think he's going to really surprise some folks. Uh, you know, also, I, I want to go back to Caleb uh, Williams for a second, because if you compare him to Patrick Mahomes, you know, I remember clearly Patrick Mahomes' father, who was a, a great outfit. Pitcher, yeah. Yeah, the, a pitcher for the Yankees, too. He played, I think. And so I remember him reaching out like, hey, how, do, how does my son increase his draft stock? How do we increase his awareness? And I said, wow, hey, you know, here's a guy. He was kind of, what, a second, third round pick. So Caleb Williams is coming in with expectations. Patrick Mahomes came in without the expectations. We didn't know that was going to be the next great thing. But I think you're starting to see the next wave of quarterbacks. The Ma Patrick Mahomes influenced, and, and I did a, a, a top 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time game recently, and I'll be putting that out there. I had a hard time not putting Patrick Mahomes in as one of the top 10 greatest quarterbacks, and there's, there's going to be a lot more quarterbacks that mimic him in the future. I can't disagree. He's one of the greatest players ever to play in the National Football League. We see it. We've seen it already. Um, how he carries that football team and makes everybody else around him better is unbelievable. Uh, speaking of unbelievable, the Georgia Bulldogs have been unbelievable. This stockpiling players into the National Football League uh, draft, and they have another one. They should be. How high do you think Brock Bowers ends up uh, going? Top five, top seven? Because yeah, he's a tight end, but you can also oh, argue he's going to be one of the best football players on the board, right? He's just he's a great football player. And I don't want to omit the kid Pratt out of Tulane from the quarterback conversation just to put him on the radar for the, for the listening audience. But I think with the upcoming draft, we, we, we throw the word generational talent around loosely. Yeah. yeah you think about the positions, right? Sorry, we're, we're, we'll hit this on the other side, but yeah. Marvin Harris, junior yeah. wide receiver, right. Brock Bauer, tight end, some of these quarterbacks, you might have somebody like elite positional players in this draft next year. More on the other side with Rick Saratella. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Continues. This is Sports Bridge. I am Gabriel Moranzi. We're breaking it up with Rick Saratella right now. NFL Draft BibleSI.com did an awesome job covering the 2023 NFL Draft. We're already taking a look uh, forward. I want to get Rick's take on the XFL Championship game and uh, the start of the USFL campaign. But Rick, you were saying as we went into the last break that next year's draft could be a generational talent type of draft at more than than a few positions. Yeah, and I think, you know, you look at the tight end position, we talked about what a great class, right? And, and then you talk about how high can Brock Bowers go? Uh, Kyle Pitts, I believe, is number four overall. I think Brock Bowers is going to be a higher pick. And I can't recall a better tight end coming out of the draft than this kid right here. Uh, you know, with, with Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, he has the potential to be greater than his father. And his father, I remember his father coming out of Syracuse. I would have to say Calvin Johnson, Megatron, coming out of Georgia Tech, was the highest-rated wide receiver that I've I've had on my board. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is right there with him. These are two incredible talents. We talked about the quarterbacks last segment. Uh, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba was the number one receiver. He didn't come off the board till number twenty. Dalton Kincaid was the number uh, one tight end. He didn't come off the board until 25. These two players are going to be top five overall selections. Brock Bowers, trust me, I know as a Michigan Wolverine fan having to play against the Georgia Bulldogs that he's unstoppable. He he really literally is just unstoppable. You could argue he's one of the best college football players of all time, Rick. And the thing is, he does it against elite competition as well. Like he's getting open against like top tier defensive backs that are first round draft picks. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, G- Georgia has something. And he's a tight end. He's a tight end. Well, I'll tell you right now, Gabe, uh, Georgia has an opportunity to do something that hasn't been accomplished since 1941, which is the Minnesota Gophers won a three-peat college football national championship. Georgia has an opportunity to do that. So Brock Bowers could enter, walk into the NFL as a three-time national champion. It's not out of the question. Rick, let me ask you about um, this past draft, actually. You know what I want to ask you about was uh, was Jared Hall. What, what did you think about him? People thought he was going to go a little bit higher than he did. Um, he ends up with the Minnesota Vikings. So what's yeah. what's your take? What, what's your take on um, on Hall and why did he fall? And there seems to be quite a bit of upside uh, with this kid. What's your take uh, on uh, on Jared Hall? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask if he fell, because I thought it was great that he got drafted. Uh, I watched him play. I thought it was streaky at best, very inconsistent performer. I think, you know, I'll call it the Daniel Jeremiah effect. I saw a little bit of this in the Vegas odds, too. And what happens here, in a nutshell, is the draft business is a copycat kind of industry and Daniel Jeremiah says something, everybody repeats it or reports it. And, and then over time, people tend to believe it's true. But what happened with Jaron Hall is he was rated the number one senior quarterback by both national and Blesto, which is a scouting services that NFL teams subscribe to. And so Daniel Jeremiah tr- touted Jaron Hall as this next best quarterback outside of the big five. And I just never saw it. I think, Jer- I think Jeremiah just, you know, uh, subscribes to the group think you talk about a guy, I'm not trying to knock his hustle, but like inside league circles, he's just a talking head. He's not out there on location. He's not really, um, 
tapped in like he claims to be. And, and this is what happens with the NFL draft process. Now, as far as Hall is concerned, I'm, I'm speaking for a backup. I don't think that he's going to be the successor. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they think they stole one in Minnesota, so to speak. But I'm, I'm thinking more as a backup, Rick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never really thought of him as a full-fledged starter. Minnesota was they – were, they were calling a trade up to two. They were calling a trade up to three. They met with all these quarterbacks leading up to the draft process. It's no secret that they feel like Cousins is plateaued. They, he can only take him so far. And so they've been searching. They drafted Kellen Mond last year. And they're searching for the next guy. And so Jaron Hall, because he was anointed this next great quarterback, I'm telling you, scouts love this kid. He was rated so high by NFL scouts. People swear by Jaron Hall. I don't see it. I think the Vikings are rolling the dice. They're trying to find the next best guy. It's just when you're when you're winning ball games and you're picking in the twenties, it's hard to it's hard to find that guy. I want to backtrack one last time too to the to the um, the Detroit Lions. The criticism continues, right? If there's one team that's been criticized the most post draft, although I've seen some people defend them with their with the Gibbs and the Campbell picks, that they reached on both players, that they they both went too high, that they could have gotten Gibbs with the 18th pick and all that, but they got the players that they wanted, Rick, and those were the guys that they wanted. They think that they're sort of the the finishing touches on a team that's ready to win their first division in a million years. Are you still critical of the Lions, or do you accept what they did? Well, hey, you know, listen, they found guys, they stick true to their board. Best player available, good for you. I look at it and say you had Alex Angeloni, and you had uh, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez. So now you drafted Jack Campbell. Somebody has to be a backup. You had the heart and soul of the of the whole entire offense walk out the building you signed a guy that can't even hold his jock strap for the same amount of money. And David Montgomery can't even hold the jock strap to Jamal Williams. Wait a second. Wait a second. Then you draft Jameer Gibbs and, and, and peel back DeAndre Swift. You get 10 cent on the dollar. You get a bag of chips on DeAndre Swift. It's just mismanagement. It's poor. It's poor planning. I think. But, hey, at the end of the day, the Lions got better because they got guys that fit their DNA. They're going to be like Laporta is going to be a good option. They got guys that fit. I just thought they could have maximized it more. And look, Hooker at quarterback, they got a developmental quarterback, which I think Jared Goff has played himself back into one of the top signal callers in the league. But that's a conversation for another day. Hey, listen, that's my guy, Jared Goff. So uh, I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand with him. It's funny how he's just still there, still there playing football. All the criticism uh, around him. All right, before we get you out of here, um, XFL. We got the championship game this week. They yeah. took uh, they took the week off. Television uh, dictates that. So we finally gonna get the game. DC Defenders um, and the Arlington Renegades. It's in San Antonio, Rick. I personally think they would have been better off just playing the championship game with the team with the best record at home, right? I mean, especially look at DC. They had a good crowd. It was enthusiasm well, and stuff. Uh, now you're going on a neutral field. I would have preferred it like that. I think they would have been smarter. I think, you know, what you see is they got the insurance policy in the state of Texas. The hub, is, the main hub is in Arlington. All the players. Oh, are. Interesting. Uh, insurance policy. I like what you're going with that. There's a reason hey, for hey, everything. Hey, <laughs> you want to talk to business of football, right? So, hey, we'll peel back. <laughs> you're saying there's a reason why they're playing a championship game in Texas. <laughs> but, hey, before we get to my guy, Von Hutchins, with D.C. Defenders, I predicted that at the beginning of the season. I also predicted the New Orleans Breakers with John D. Filippo as their head coach. And yeah, this team Al- four and zero right now. Our boy McLeod Bethel Thompson, yeah. of course, former Toronto Argonauts, lighting and, up. And West Hills, the pride of Wildwood, New Jersey, is crushing it. But you know, Von Hutchins and Reggie Barlow, what an incredible one-two dynamic in the XFL. Luis Perez brings the experience but he just doesn't have enough weapons and whether it's Jordan Tiamu, the Eric King, I mean, DC defenders are, are running a, a track meet out there. I think it could be a, a blowout. 
you know what? The Seattle um, Sea Dragons are a pretty good football team this year. They really put it together. D.C. beat them by 17. Uh, DC and beat them. by the way, uh, got a uh, workout tryout with the Broncos, Danucci. And why wouldn't he? He had a great year. He had a great year in, in, in the XFL. You know, some guys just sort of become the, the punchline. You know, Ben Danucci was thrown into a tough spot, walks in off the street, and is playing in the National Football League. But he clearly, listen, the kid can throw the football. There's no one, no one's disputing that he can throw uh, the football. I think he could be a third-string quarterback in the NFL. You know, on an on an NFL oh, roster. Absolutely. Um, Rick, always a pleasure, my man. Football season never sleeps. It's great. And you know what? You talked, uh, we had the CFL draft last week, the CFL season yeah. at the beginning. I look forward to seeing how Nathan Rourke is going to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember Nathan Rourke, Ohio Bobcat? He lit it up with the BC Lions so much so. He had like a dozen NFL teams that wanted him in camp. The Jags actually put their money where their mouth was. I think they gave him like a quarter of a million dollar signing bonus, which was quite a lot actually by those standards, isn't it? Oh, well, you know, I mean, listen, it, it's a roll of the dice, but Dante Bull from Fresno State, number one overall pick. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that come to fruition. And, you know, CFL to me, at the end of the day, like, say what you want, the XFL and, and USFL, great platforms. CFL has the best quality product. And I, see, I saw they struck a new deal with CBS Sports Network. They're migrating from the ESPN platform which I don't know is necessarily a good thing, but we shall see. It's debatable, Rick, and you're on top of everything. You're right. It's debatable in that at least CBS Sports Network, they're going to show every game. They're going to show every game. They're going to embrace it. ESPN, yeah, we're going to show it unless there's something else going on, and then we're going to put it on ESPN+. Plus. So it's good news, bad news. But I'm glad, and I appreciate you respecting that and knowing that as far as the CFL. I tell people that. Like, if a CFL team played uh, XFL team, dude, the CFL team's going to win 48-10. No, it would have been close. Yeah. Hey, Rick, you're the best, my man. It's always a pleasure, bro. Thanks for the time. Rick Saratella. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Like that, I can 
Management class, this is Mortridge. I am Gable Brancy. The pitch, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, and everybody else in between. Lakers win 104-101. They now lead the series three games to one. If you recall, we're going back about six weeks or so, eight weeks, whatever it was, but we said let's take the Lakers at 10-1 to one to win the Western Conference, and if they make it, we're going to be in a nice spot. Suddenly, Phoenix and Denver is a series. We haven't gotten to uh, Nikolai Jokic uh, yet. He will not be suspended. We talked about um, we talked about this last night, and I said I don't think he's going to be suspended for this. Right? A fan pushed him. The Phoenix Suns owner shouldn't have been grabbing the ball. Just you know, it, it is what it is. If anything, right? If anything, you really could have argued that like the you know. He wasn't going to get suspended. Like, the owner, basically, some people think that the owner should have been teed up as well. <laughs> Actually, the home team should have been teed up. We said it last night. The fans are extremely close to the action. It's cool, but this stuff is going to happen. And um, so he's not getting suspended. Big time, uh, big time game, man. Denver need to win the game at home, right? And I think they will. So Eric Pincus is scheduled to join us a little bit uh, later on at level three. We'll get his thoughts on the Laker game. He was uh, at the game uh, tonight. Lonnie Walker went off in the fourth quarter. That was a difference uh, tonight. There were a couple of differences. One of the different, biggest difference, uh, one of the big things of the game tonight. Steph Curry went off. It was a great performance. But at the same point in time, he was three of 14 from three. He hasn't been shooting the ball that well. In this series, Clay Thompson struggled once again uh, tonight, and that was the difference in a close basketball game, if we really just want to call it like it is. I mean, look, we're talking about a um, we're talking about a 104-101 basketball game in which Clay Thompson was three of eleven from the field, three and nine from three. Steph Curry scored 31 points, and he had a triple-double, but he was also 3 of 14 from 3. He was 12 of uh, 30 overall. To me, both teams look tired tonight. And, you know, we should have known. I bet the over of this game. This is two in a row that have gone under now, so we played four games. We got two overs, two unders. The last game stayed under by three points, and it was a blowout. Right, Golden State only scored 97 points, but there's something to it right now, which really is surprising to me that Golden State in the last two games have scored less than 200 points. It's two games in a row. I think the Golden State Warrior players are tired. I think Curry's tired in the sense that he's got to carry this team. And Klay Thompson has been inconsistent. Wiggins gave them 17 tonight, but you just can't win. Right, look, Curry scored 31. Clay Thompson scored nine points. Clay Thompson gives them anything. I mean, hell, even Gary Payton scored 15 points for them tonight. Wiggins gave them uh, 17. Draymond gave them eight. Draymond had a good game. He turned the ball over a lot. We had five turnovers, but they were kind of like, you know, decisive turnovers. The one late was bad in which they had the ball, they were down one, and he just, he. It was a bad pass. He was trying to pass it to Wiggins, and he threw it right to the Lakers. There was once when he just threw it out of bounds once to nobody. That was earlier in the game. But five turnovers, but Draymond did finish with 10 rebounds, seven assists, eight points. Klay Thompson was non-existent tonight, and that's one of the reasons why they lost this game. And one of the reasons why the Lakers won the game is somehow Lonnie Walker started hitting a ton of shots in the fourth quarter, 15 points. So, Lonnie Walker made six shots in the fourth quarter. That's as many as the Golden State Warriors did. Walker's 15 points in the fourth quarter, the most points that he's had in any playoff quarter in his career. Yeah, I would kind of assume that. I never really thought otherwise. <laughs> he was a good player coming out of college, though. I've always liked Lonnie Walker. Big, uh, big moment for him. Uh, you know, when it was going on, you can see after he hit one of the shots, LeBron went over and sort of put his hand over him like, thanks, bro. And then after, they really went over and embraced him. You know, it was a true team effort. You need more than your star players to step up, even though LeBron James did record his 146th career, 25-5-5 and playoff game. That's twice as many as any other player in NBA playoff history. LeBron, J LeBron James... 
with 146. Michael Jordan is second with 73. The longevity and the level that LeBron is playing at right now at the age that he's playing at really is something special that I don't think really is talked about enough. And it's crazy to say because LeBron James obviously gets a lot of hype and, you know, you can't really say, well, LeBron doesn't get his just due. But at the same point in time, I think, you know, to put it into to focus here, wasn't Dylan Brooks and said, yeah, he's, you know, he's old, man. He doesn't impress me. He's old. Well, right now, Dylan, you're waiting for the phone to ring to sign a new contract, and LeBron's still playing basketball and setting records and rewriting history books as he does it along the way. Steph Curry recorded his third career 30-point-plus triple-double in his playoff career. That's tied for fourth most in NBA uh, postseason history. And how about this? LeBron James has 15 of them. Oscar Robertson, eight. Russell Westbrook, six. Steph Curry, three. James Harden, three. Nikolai Jokic, three. But it's a little deceptive. Like we said, Curry didn't have a great game tonight. He did and he didn't. But I think fatigue is catching up to him. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like if he's injured. But think back to Sacramento. And I, you know, I talked about it during the Sacramento series. There was a game against Sacramento where he tossed an air ball once he didn't hit the rim. It just like clanked off the backboard. Like it wasn't, it was like, whoa, what the hell? Like, like he was hitting the rim long, short. It was like really all over the place. And it was really unlike him. It's one thing if a shot's not going to go in for Steph Curry, but if it's not going to go in, it's usually the old in and out. You know what I mean? It pops in and pops out. But like he's been off a lot in the playoffs this year. And I don't know if he's injured or I don't know if he's just damn tired from carrying his team on his back right now. It could be catching up to him. And that's how all this started when I talked about betting the over of this game. Look at the extremely slow start. You could just like what I saw, you know, I just, they look tired to me, both teams, right? They were both missing, you know, putbacks. They were both missing layups. They were both missing three short, hitting the front of the rim. There was just a lot of bad, like, like a lot of missed shots in this game. A lot of missed putbacks, layups, putbacks, floaters. And I think the defensive intensity had something to do with it. I mean, let's be real. The Lakers are a good defensive team now. As we see, they've held Golden State to 97 and 101. But Golden State looked tired. And the Lakers are now up three games to one. We'll get you the updated uh, series price. I wanted to get you the point spread for Wednesday night's game as we go back to San Francisco. The Golden State Warriors open up as six-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is two points lighter than it was tonight. It was 228 tonight. We got a 226 for Wednesday night's game. Updated uh, series prices right now across the board in the National Basketball Association. The Los Angeles Lakers, minus 550. Golden State Warriors, 4 to 1, plus 400. Miami Heat, 9 to 1, minus 900. New York Knicks, 6 to 1, plus 600. The Denver Nuggets, series tied at 2. The Denver Nuggets are now minus 175 to win the series. The Phoenix Suns are plus 155. And the Boston Celtics are minus 320, tied at two, with the Philadelphia 76ers, who pay back plus 260. So to recap, Lakers minus 550, Warriors plus 400, Heat minus 900, Knicks plus 600, Denver Nuggets minus 175, Phoenix Suns plus 155, Boston Celtics minus 320, Philadelphia 76ers plus 260. Bob Ryan joined us last week and uh, we asked him what we uh what, what what did he think we asked him what did he think of the uh, Boston and the Philadelphia series and I believe we were one game in and the Celtics were up one game nothing at the time when he joined us I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure I think that's what it was. And even though they're up one nothing he said I think this goes 7. 
He said, oh, this, this series will go seven. And Bob's been around the Celtics a long time. As good as the Celtics are, they have those momentary lapses. Remember, it was the Pink Floyd record. Momentary was it? Momentary lapses of reason? Song or record, whatever it was? The Celtics have that. How many times have they blown double-digit leads this year to blow a game? How many times have you bet, like, on the Celtics and they're killing the other team, and next thing you know, they, they blow the cover? We talked about how they've lost nine games this year outright as double-digit favorites, most uh, by any team in the NBA since 1990 and 91. But when they're good, when they're on, they're like, you know, you're like, wow, this is the best team in the NBA. I get it. When people, I, I get it. When people watch the Boston Celtics and the three balls are falling and Tatum's killing and Brown and Brogdon and Orford, like they're deep and that when everything's clicking, the Celtics are good. The thing is, it doesn't always click for them. And even when it's clicking, you're not sure they can sustain it. I wouldn't dismiss Philadelphia. I still think Boston are probably going to win this series. I was pretty vocal about believing that Boston are, are, are overhyped in the sense. I think they're really good. I respect. I think Jason Tatum's a great young player. Normally, like I said, I don't, I don't like the Boston Bruins. But I got to be honest, like the Celtics, the Celtic players aren't unlikable. Like, Jason Tatum's a good dude. I got no beef with, you know what I mean? Jason Tatum's a nice guy and stuff. Jalen Brown's a cool dude. Marcus Smart, I'd like to have him on my team. You know, like, they've got cool dudes on their team. It's not, I don't have the same anti sort of, oh, man, like that Boston team, right? Like, Mac Jones on the Patriots. He's just a jerk. You know what I'm saying? He's easily, you know, he's easy to dislike. Brad Marchand, he's easy to dislike. It's it's hard not to like Jason Tatum. But do they have that killer instinct? And I tell you what, man, Harden keeps going off. Uh, listen, we got a best of two or three. I think it is going to end up going seven. And I give the advantage to Boston. I'll say Boston and seven. Boston and seven. As far as Phoenix and Denver are concerned, I don't want to overreact by what happened in, in Denver. I think that home court could just ring through this series all the way through. Denver are a very good team. Jokic is a great player. If Denver have one weakness is they're not a great road team. But they do have home court in every series that they're going to play in. Nuggets minus 175, Suns plus 155 series price. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. The quickest 108 minutes in sports talk radio continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. 
We were just going over the NBA updated series prices uh, as far as the point spreads are concerned. The Boston Celtics host the Philadelphia 76ers Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern time. Boston are seven and a half point favorites in this game. The total is 214. You sort of feels it feels like it's a bounce back Boston spot where they don't take the pedal off the metal and the wheels fall off for Philadelphia. I've been pretty pro Philadelphia. I've gotten a piece of Philadelphia in this series. I took them in game one. I've taken I've taken them in every game actually. And, and whatever. Here we are. We're two and two. I'm not really I'm not ready to pull the trigger on Philadelphia right now. I do like Denver tomorrow. The point spread is starting to get out of control. It was four and a half. It's up to five and a half right now. This is the classic bounce back, zigs double, zigzag. Nikolai Jokic is in a bad mood now. We've got a series. Booker and KD have put the Phoenix Suns on their back. Yet, I don't know if they can do that, do that on the road. And I don't think, you know, I know they can actually. Listen, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna score. Right, but they they were scoring like 85, 90 points at home combined. They they both scored 35 or more in both. I don't think they're both going to do that. I think they'll probably score more closer to like 60 combined, which is still great. They're both going to drop around 30 or something like that. But I do think this is a big-time Denver spot, and obviously the market agrees. Look at the number right now, up to five and a half. Uh, Denver are minus 215 on the money line. If you're looking to pull the trigger on a favorite parlay tomorrow, the bounce back special, the Boston Celtics and Denver Nuggets money line parlay is minus 107 at FanDuel right now. Eric Pinkis will step up and in at level three. We'll get his thoughts on the Warriors and the Lakers. A lot of stuff to unpack. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. 